Welcome back to Considerations from the Country from the Deeper Dive Podcast. My name is Bill Winnell, once again joined by Deacon Bill Carter. Good morning, Deacon Bill. Good morning. Today's Friday, the second week of Lent, in Lent, I should say, and Deacon Bill is going to reflect on the gospel today according to St. Matthew. Jesus said to the chief priests and the elders of the people, Hear another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard, put a hedge around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a tower. Then he leased it to tenants and went on a journey. When vintage time drew near, he sent his servants to the tenants to obtain his produce. But the tenants seized the servants, and one they beat, another they killed, and a third they stoned. Again he sent other servants, more numerous than the first ones, but they treated them in the same way. Finally he sent his son to them, thinking, They will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to one another, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and acquire his inheritance. They seized him, threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. What will the owner of the vineyard do to those tenants when he comes? They answered him, He will put those wretched men to a wretched death and lease his vineyard to other tenants who will give him the produce at the proper times. Jesus said to them, Did you never read in the scriptures, The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. By the Lord has this been done and it is wonderful in our eyes. Therefore I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that will produce its fruit. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard his parables, they knew that he was speaking about them. And although they were attempting to arrest him, they feared the crowds, for they regarded him as a prophet. Deacon Bill. This uh, this idea of the uh, the landowner uh, again another parable and we see in the uh, in the synop- the synoptic gospel that's Matthew Mark and Luke we call them synoptics uh, we see a lot of uh, uh, parables Jesus' favorite way to teach these these stories that weren't things that actually happened but were very easy to understand that the underlying message so um, in this one we see this idea of the, of a landowner at the time in Israel it was fairly common because there was there was a lot of produce being grown for landowners to rent out land and to make money on it just by letting tenants use that for whatever they wanted to or whatever the landowner himself wanted it for. And so, uh, but we have a a different um, uh, little bit here where it says, there was a landowner who who planted a vineyard, put a hedge around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a tower. That's to say it's been prepared already. So not like here's the land, do, you know, you pay me a, a rent for it and you can use use it for whatever you want. No, this this uh, landowner is doing even more than he's he's planting a vineyard. He's giving the person everything they're going to need to to to, ha- to 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 be fruitful. Okay, so he's he's done all the work. He says you just have to mind it, but I've done all the work, and it's a lot like well, first like the the Garden of Eden. It was pro- it was provided to Adam and Eve. Everything you need is here, and then from after the fall. You know, and men had to toil and work. Then we have uh, what's the Holy Land today. And even that, that small piece of, of, of land in the Middle East is very rich. In, the, the soil is very rich, and they, they, they can grow a lot of things, and they can be self-sufficient. It's been given to the people. But as we see in the, in the parable, now when it's time for them to, to, to pay the landowner, which is to give their devotion to, to God, as, as, we, as we should see it through the parable, they don't do that. Again, they're saying this is it's it, it came from us. Nothing was given to us. It was it was it it, it comes from our, our own work. They f- seem to forget what was handed to them. 
and, and, and given to them by the grace of, of the landowner, in our case, like the case of uh, the grace of God. But so just in the same way, we have all the prophets. As we talked about yesterday, all the prophets are the ones that God has sent to go in and tell the people how to rightfully praise God, and they turn them away. If you ever read any of the prophets, um, <laughs> their story doesn't usually end well. It's usually a pretty, a pretty bad ending for them. Um, they don't, they're, not, they're not glorified and they live happily ever after. It's usually a pretty, pretty bad demise for them uh, because they're bringing a message that the people don't want to hear. And then he says here, but then he sends his own son, and they will respect my son. Well, God also sent his own son. And what happened to his own son? Those very people put him to death. But we have a God so full of mercy that his response to that was to, to give us mercy and to, and to give us forgiveness through that. But as, as Jesus says in this parable, that message, that forgiveness, that grace will be given to those who are receptive to it. If we turn our back on it, then, then we, we will not receive that gift. We can't go through, and again, a part of the Lenten message, we can't go through life thinking, um, it's, you know, I believe in heaven and I believe in God, therefore I'm going to go to heaven and I'm going to meet God and I'll, I'll live there forever. It doesn't work that way. We ha- every single day we wake up and we have to repent every day and take account of our own, our own sinfulness and repent for it and then try again tomorrow. And we do it every single day. That's the Christian life. It's not once and done. Um, unfortunately, there are some people who believe that. Well, you know, I, be- I believe in Jesus. I mean, in a, in a sort of a, you know, a, uh, as, a, uh, as a concept, I believe in Jesus and I believe in heaven. Yeah, so all I need to do, I, I think I'm a good person and that should be good enough. Well, it's not by our measure. Everybody thinks they're a good person, but by, it's not by our measure. It's by the measure of God. It's by, it's by Jesus' measure. So every day we have to repent for that. But also realizing a good exercise, a very good exercise to do during Lent, and I always think of this as um, those, uh, what do you call those, those um, a ledger with like a line down the middle, like a, like a stenographer's uh, notebook. There's a line down the middle, and I, I tend to think of those in my head, like what are all the things, think of all the good graces in my life, all the good things going right in my life. How many of those things come exclusively from me and how many of those were given to me by God. And the God column always has everything in it. Really nothing comes from ourselves. We participate in the grace of God. We participate in all the wonderful things. So we have wonderful children. Of course, we participate in, in bringing them into this world and to giving them uh, everything, you know, everything, but they, they were given to us by God. Our, our jobs, our food, our country, all the things we have, our church, our faith, all those things that we have to be thankful for are given to us by God. Once we start taking it for granted that, that it's just it's, it's mine and not, and, and not God's, then we start turning away from God. And we're, and we're, we're not going to listen to those he, that he sends. We're not going to listen to his son. And what does his son want more than anything uh, uh, you know, of, of all? He wants us to be saved. So again, we read this through the, 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 the lens of Lent, and it's a call for us to wake up every single day and say, how do I serve God better today than I did yesterday?